Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Alice Karen Shattuck. Mm-hmm. It's one of, what are you wearing? Look at the top. It is a 2019 Apple Harvest Run t-shirt. Today was a momentous You know day. you're really doing well in life when 75% of your wardrobe is 5K t-shirts. It's quite flattering. <laughs> so we, um, you saw, I saw my otter friends again. I saw that. That's great. The otters are back. I got my sons and dragged them over there to see the otters. I love them. There's three of them. They frolic around in the water. And, I can, and then I startled them because they were, lay, they were lying on each other on land. And my, I assume that they had, when they were frolicking in the water, I assume they were like picking out on tadpoles and frogs and everything else. That Is otters that what eat. otters eat? I don't know. I don't know. But they've got like, they eat living th- They don't eat uh, like bamboo, I don't think. I think, I don't know. I should talk to somebody. I was going to guess fish, but. Yeah, but now in that I little pond, Google. there's not much for fish. But I, but you're right, there are, there are there are some fish. But they were just like, oh, like when me and the fats yeah, there get you together. go. You're right. Mostly eat aquatic organisms, including fish, frogs, crayfish, turtles, hmm. insects, and small mammals. Uh, yeah, that makes sense because yeah, I see I see a lot of tadpoles there, and, and I see a lot of them like diving out of the water, and I think the otters are down there just feasting. I mean, these guys have, at least in this area, they have no predators. In the water. Once they get out of the water, I think then they can get waxed pretty easily. Mm. But that is what's going on. Oh, yeah, because there's like coyotes and everything around here, I would assume. Yeah. So for stuff going on today, Alice, I guess, you know, what's quite interesting is Barstool laying off 20% of its staff. You see that? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think that's a huge shock to anyone, right? Because it hasn't even talking about that, about... Not about layoffs specifically, but about like needing to come back a bit. Barstool Sports, who uh, courted Tom Shattuck, of course, um, to work over there with them, actually is laying off a bunch of people. It's in the New York Post today. The Post is like connected to Barstool. Barstool cut off staff by nearly 25% as mass layoffs loom. Um, 
let's see, Barstool lived nearly 25% of its employees, which resulted in around 100 lost jobs on Thursday. Ooh, so tomorrow's whacking day. Always exciting. Always exciting knowing there's whackings coming up. And even this being somebody who has been whacked, it's always exciting. They have around 430 employees. And you said it's not that surprising. You're right. It wasn't that surprising. As, as, as uh, Minahan said today, they were kind of a lost leader for Penn. And um, and that totally makes sense. There's way too much fat there. There's way too few people producing content. Right. I mean, and it's almost part of their... And I guess, I, I don't know, I'm... I assume that Dave kind of got it a little bit from the TMZ show, you know, that was kind of a mm-hmm. good show 15 years ago, whatever. Um, it's just been part of the thing where if the Barstool dudes there hanging out in the office are busy, they don't look busy. Is that Max? They don't look busy. I'm just asking because I want them to take something. They don't look busy. And some of them just don't, don't appear to be busy. And the fact that they didn't show up when Portnoy got there... He bought the company back in. There's just... It, maybe it's just their office culture has changed. And I, I know that there's supposed to be something about... There is a certain thing, a visual of dudes hanging around, drinking whatever they drink, watching sports games. Yeah, but old Barstool was full of people that hustled. Yes. and Like a lot. Right. And the CEO is a hustler. This is what you get. If you want to work for somebody, it goes the same thing with, with the Kirk Producer Search search. The hardest people to work for are the hustlers. The people, when the boss is working 18 hours a day, one way or another. You better be working at least that. Yes, and you better really be into it. And that's why it's good to get me a nice mediocre boss, and I'll I'll do that. That's where you thrive. That's right, exactly. Right in the middle of mediocrity. I'm not saying, I'm saying as a worker. If I was to get a job where I had to punch in, is I would not want to work, although it can be fun, but you don't want to have to devote. There, if somebody says something, like when I was in radio working for Michael Graham, there was he was always looking to do more stuff, always looking to do more stuff. And some of the stuff I just thought was stupid, and so I, didn't, I wasn't into it. Some of the stuff was a good idea, um, but it's not until, but we didn't get along for the first year, and we, we didn't trust each other. And it's not until I was doing my own self-starting stuff mm-hmm. that he could see. Oh, I see. This guy is this he guy is it. rowing along with me. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because he, he, as a radio talk show host, there are many bad producers. Most of them are not good. Most of them don't want to be in talk radio anyway, and are are essentially um, board ops. And the people who were excited when the talk radio station became a hip hop station. You're saying. Well, sure. Uh, well, sure, but I, I don't even know that maybe they have good producers because it seems to me some of those. I don't know who who got to the station when they became a hip hop station, but it seems to me a lot of those producers are on air talents too. So I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to cut say anything bad about them. I don't, I don't know. I only know talk producers really and sports talk pro- producers. Um, and there's a lot of them that just aren't good they want to be mediocre they want to just run the show they want to play the most obvious drop you know if something weird's going on in the world they want to play the um dun, 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 dun. what's that called that that show x-files yeah i remember saying like like just because somebody says something weird that might be ufoe doesn't mean you have to drop x-files music please please don't just because there's a money show doesn't mean you don't have to play cash registers. Pink Floyd's money. Mm-hmm. 
But people like most producers are are mediocre and go to their immediate first thought. Oh, wow, this will be good. <laughs> I used to have one call me all the time while he's running Graham shows saying, "This is a good time for the Oprah cut. Do the Oprah cut now. Leave me alone, man." <clears throat> so, um, so that's why I always like it. You just can't think like that. It, it, there's just a lot of bad ones, and and so the point is this. Point is, Barstool and other places need to cut because people aren't hustling as much as the main guy. And there's people who get it and people who don't get it. And there's people who will never get it. Mm-hmm. Never get it. What, I, what amazes me is that some of the people who never get it and who just kind of go along to get along, at least in radio, um, how they can afford. I don't get it. Like, I've known <laughs> people who have done like these ripoffs of the O'Reilly show with video now for like eight or nine years in there they have no listeners like no listeners like are eclipsed by the all you can eat podcast level of <laughs> and like i don't understand like how can they still be doing it? i don't i don't but that's why you marry well that's why i married up and alice makes mm-hmm. the big bucks but you have another job please let us know right immediately because we can get her out of this one <clears throat> all right so uh so just starting there with uh Barstool in Portland. Um you know what's interesting what's is it's interesting? the it's like the second anniversary of the whole Afghanistan debacle. Mhm. Which was really historic. The way the whole thing happened. Not in the way the, way the president says historic airlift, but No. The way um chaos happened at that airport with handing babies over and 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 the people getting caught in the wheel wells or or trying to stick somebody falling thousands of feet and mm-hmm. and then the bomb and in losing our soldiers there and then pretending or lying overtly that we had found retribution and killed the bombers in a convoy when that was an innocent family and lying about that and trying to cover but it was and it's obviously the thing that was the green light for um for the russians right because these what, people are incompetent yes Empathetic, and they're not going to do anything about us invading Ukraine. Exactly. So, so, but it's a huge event and a tragic event. But that this this administration like holds no formal memorial. No. For it is it create as if it didn't happen. No wonder why those families like f you. Something terrible. We lost thirteen troops uh, who should not have died. You can. Give a nod to those fans. Nope. Nope. Nothing. nothing. It reminds me, too, of the way they've handled the Hawaii thing. Well, totally. Honestly. Because it's so like, oh, we can't like pin this on Republicans and climate change. Oh, never mind then. <coughs> yeah, Sorry. no. We're just not discussing this anymore. Like, it's incredible to me. How many weeks after the actual event are we now? We're like three weeks later, right? Yes. And... They still don't have anything close to an accurate death toll. No. Nothing it's close to an accurate death toll. not even. Thousand. They haven't even bothered looking for... The, and remember, they were like, oh, we've searched 80% of the area already. And like the 80% was like the 
the easy parts to search that didn't have people in them. The right. like inhabited part was the other 20%. But they like haven't, they've been there so long now. There's no information coming out. You're not hearing anything about accurate death tolls. And like anywhere from maybe like 500 to 1,000 people are dead and they're like not saying anything. It's incredible. Just the, and that that's why it reminds me of the Afghanistan thing because, mm-hmm. you know, there's, the buck stops here thing with presidents and at some point like you have to own it yes and owning it is more than saying yeah ultimately the buck does stop with me like biden did about afghanistan or whatever but you know kind of reluctantly saying technically yes but like he did but you know the idea that we don't memorialize this i mean the hawaiian thing is huge because the I mean, the death toll is so incredibly high, right? Like, we're talking about an event, not not the size of 9-11, but in, a, in, you know, the same order of magnitude of 9-11. It could be like a third of the 9-11 deaths by the end of counting bodies, which is, I mean, that's astonishing. Right. And the idea that we don't treat it at that level of event or like, like we talk about, they'll acknowledge like the anniversaries of the Parkland school shooting where how many, I don't remember how many people died in that shooting specifically, but like all these shootings, the biggest mass shooting that we've had is the Vegas one. And that was like 50 people. This is at least 10 times that, you know, and like we act like it's nothing. It's so weird to me. And the same with the service members in Afghanistan, like you have this huge scale event. Where we abandoned all our contractors who worked with us, where we left American citizens in Afghanistan, where we abandoned everything we supposedly were fighting for, all the democracy and the women's rights and Mm -hmm. whatever, like, forget that. We just said farewell to all that overnight. And then we got 13 service members killed in one attack. And we're not like after after months and months and months of like zero deaths in Afghanistan mm-hmm. and like, that's not a big deal somehow. And then they, How said, and then they not- said, we did everything right. It's a huge success. And then when pressed, they said Trump's fault. Yeah. And now we just pretend it didn't happen at all. Yes. It's just gone. It's just gone. And it's so incredible how, how uninterested the Democrats are when it doesn't help them politically. Well, yeah, isn't that the, I mean, the story like, behind Hawaii, the... really, is that it's all Democrat local officials, mm-hmm. democratically run state, Democratic media covering, so nothing going on. Yeah, nothing happening here. So, so that's why like, you go to the empathizer-in-chief who's here and did a great job. Meanwhile, I still see pictures of kids who died in the Newtown shootings in my news feed from organizations that are trying to get gun laws passed. Right. Because those kids' deaths were politically expedient for Democratic activists to try and get their preferred policy outcomes. So those ones, we see the pictures of the people who died and we hear about it still now 10 years later. But... Well, the, right. I mean, the but like, is, we have no is, idea. Is, have you heard Hawaii any... As well, is that the... It seems like money that could have been used to mm-hmm. clean this uh, foreign grass that's flammable was diverted to green initiatives, whatever. I mean, oh it- yeah, and the lack of water and the- <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, USA Today reports that more than three weeks after the fires, the confirmed dead 
still stands at 115. That's what they're saying, I yeah, guess. Yeah, between like, 500 and 1,000 missing. Yeah, so, like, we don't know. It's three weeks later. Right. We can't... I, and you knows? know what else is, a, is an insult? Is that to, for the Afghanistan families and for the people of Hawaii, to put this lady out here to answer the questions in her dismissive, small brain tone? It seems like the hurricane response so far is robust. Did you guys realize that the initial Hawaii wildfire response was not that good? Or is it just easier for people to get help from the White House when the president is not on vacation? So the premise of your question and the way you pose your question, I disagree, just for the record. Uh, so if you talk to, if you were to do your reporting and speak to the governor of Hawaii, the senators uh, of Hawaii, the folks on the ground, they would say that the president reacted in record time when record it came time. to dealing with the wildfires, uh, when it came to dealing in... He said no comment. First of all, reacted mm -hmm. in record, record time. Making sure that they got everything that they need on the federal level to deal with what was going on on the ground. Let's not forget there were more than 600 uh, uh, federal employees on the ground already to assist uh, with the wildfires in Maui. So your question is, is wrong, it's flawed in many, many Question's ways. Question's wrong. And I would, I, would, uh, I would advise you to go speak to the governor and the local and state officials in, in, uh, in Hawaii. Well, there you go. It's you're holding the line. Yep, it's pathetic. It's an insult to everybody. It really is that they that you know Biden is Mister No Comment. He doesn't have to answer anything. Nobody in yeah, the administration does anything about this. Ended two years ago uh, this week. Does President Biden plan to commemorate the events uh, and the people who were killed and left behind? Uh, as that happened. So, as you know, uh, the president put uh, had a statement uh, recently uh, when it came to the anniversary of Abbey Gate. Uh, so, just want to state this as it was stated in the president's uh, uh, statement that we'll for forever. They got a statement. Yeah, huh. he puts out a statement about the Thanksgiving turkeys that they right. killed. Tom's too, team, save too. Throw us. We need the Thanksgiving turkey the draft and the Abbey Gate thing. Okay. I know. Honor the memory of the 13 service members who were uh, stolen. Uh, far too soon Stolen. from their families, loved ones, and brothers and sisters in arms uh, while performing a noble mission on behalf of our nation. And the First Lady, certainly the President, uh, and our entire nation will always support uh, those families. They didn't yeah, support, by all accounts, um, these people were not stolen. They were sitting ducks because this administration tripped all over itself to get a speedy withdrawal. We weren't ready. Everything was wrong. Because Biden wanted to have a nice... Uh, press conference and a nice speech on 9-11 about how he got us out of Afghanistan. So they rushed it. They didn't have a plan in place. They did a terrible job. They screwed the entire country of Afghanistan and all the Americans that were there, including the troops who were tasked with trying to clean up the mess that their stupid, stupid policies created. Um, let's continue. It seems like the hurricane response so far is robust. Did you guys realize that the initial like Hawaii wildfire response was not that good? Or yeah, is it just... played this one already. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's essentially what that sounded like today. But um, it is interesting, too, seeing the hurricane coverage of what's going on in Florida right now um, with this hurricane. I forget what the girl's name is it's like a weird name but it begins with i um and 
versus like the Hawaii thing, which like nobody even heard about, I feel like, until after it was already happening. Yes. Well, Bill Weir in Hawaii, remember, he got down there and told us that this was all about um, the, 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 Empathizer in chief came down here and mm-hmm. was handling everything. They wanted to make sure that the that, that mean big companies wouldn't steal right. all the land away and Biden assured them they wouldn't do that. Now he's in Florida for this storm and this is it's Adalia. Um, and this is what he has to say on that. This is the CNN reporter. Yeah, I mean and to that point you just talked about this warmer water, historically warm water. These communities now are suddenly in the path of hurricanes where they have not been before. Is there anything that can be done to protect them going forward? That's an amazing question. It's the biggest sort of trillion dollar question about how you adapt communities like this to the world that we're already now living in at the same time trying to mitigate further more wicked storms down the road with more fossil fuel pollution. Um, Right now, the Gulf is being reopened by the Biden administration for oil and gas lease sales. That's about to happen in coming weeks. There are lawsuits around that uh, right there. But it's the double bind of these sort of oil economies in places like this where they they have that as as an income stream, but also the cost of it is becoming bigger with every storm. Uh, Science has been warning about this for a very long time. In many ways, it's been predicted. It's the speed that we're seeing these changes that has taken most folks by surprise. Yeah, very much so. Bill Weir, thank you very much and continue to... What rubbish. What a trash bunch of people on network that Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. No. DeSantis managed to cause the Jacksonville shooting and he managed to cause Hurricane Adalia, too. He's, He's caused them all. Meanwhile, their preferred climate solutions are to cut down trees and kill whales. Yes. As the main wire has been reporting about all these offshore wind farms like are killing whales with the frequency of the things. It's incredible. There's pictures too. So we've gone from like Republicans don't care about the environment and hate nature and all the nice friendly plants and animals to the only way we can save the environment is by killing all the plants and animals. Video from the main wire of the 69th dead whale. There you go. Not looking good for the whale. I mean, it's an American. They already we knew they were killing birds. All these wind farms, and of course, nobody can have nuclear. But it's. It was funny to me that he called it the trillion dollar question. Because that's like essentially what they want us to spend doing things to fight this that are going to like permanently screw up nature. Oh, and yes. And then, you know, like not actually fix the problem that they claim they're going to fix. As a matter of fact, as we've talked about before, the regulations on the shipping fuels actually cause the planet to warm faster if it's like really about temperature. And you can argue about whether or not it's good to have that stuff in the atmosphere one way or the other. But their green shipping regulations that caused fewer clouds to be seeded and caused more warming. I mean, like, this is what we're talking about is their their policy solutions don't actually solve the problem. They cause a bunch more problems and they cost a whole bunch of money. Yes. And then, like, you're somehow anti-science if you point that out. Well, right. Yes. It's a total... uh, You guys want to kill birds, trees, and whales. And it's not going to affect global temperatures at all. 
So, like, excuse me while I don't implement your big plan here. Like, I don't understand what it is. Excuse me while I go embrace fracking so that we can have cleaner natural gas, like, that's cheaper and better for people and transfer it in pipelines so we don't have it falling off trains and going into the ocean or whatever other thing that happens. How much do you give to the theory that what a lot of the the really elite kind of progressive globalists the people who mm-hmm. who might be in the industry or um the climate industry or adjacent to it etc that this is at the end of the day they consider it an overpopulation problem they do consider it an overpopulation problem i mean like sometimes they slip up and say that but like they'll do you know They'll do like little breakdowns of like ways you can reduce your carbon impact. And a lot of the things are like not having kids or like not having a pet. Right. You know, so. and Slaughtering uh, 100,000 sheep in Ireland. Can you imagine? I know. It's the idea that those are going to be the solutions. I mean, like and like people have that sort of like meme T-shirt that they make, like the you are the carbon they want to reduce. Mm. But it's really ultimately true. Like, there's not... They don't have good solutions to these issues at all. No, and that's why it just has to be a huge spending uh, tsunami. The thing is, and I think Republicans have historically been really bad at, at arguing this issue because they have cast themselves as the party of, like, open markets and no regulation and, like, let corporations do what they want you know like that's like the stereotype of the republican is that you know they're gonna let the corporate big corporations just pollute because they don't care about nature i mean like i think that now that democrats have kind of had their way with environmental policy for long enough now i think republicans should be turning it around and you see people like tucker carlson doing this where he turns around and says i love trees i love nature Mm -hmm. i love living in nature i love being around it I mean, like, conservatives have to own that space because the left does not like nature. That is true. Yes. Well, I mean, the, the, the environmental conservation certainly should be. And historically, it, it has been. It mm-hmm. has been. I think Nixon did the EPA. Teddy uh, Roosevelt, like I said the other day. Right. Was big conservationist. I mean, conservatives can and should be the party of save the whales from the psycho progressives and their weird pie in the sky technological ideas to, you know, create these stupid wind farms and stuff. They should be the conservationist party. Mm -hmm. They should be the party of don't let these big corporations that are getting tons of government tax cuts to quote unquote reduce carbon that I'm not even clear that they're doing right. Don't, let them get away with killing a bunch of plants and animals. Don't let them get away with clear cutting a bunch of beautiful forest in Vermont to drive a bunch of steel up the mountains to stick it up there to eventually like rust and go to nothing and be pointless. You know, don't let them get away with that. They can be the party of holding because these things are all put in. The government isn't putting in the wind farms. No, this the government is handouts is, is, to corporations exactly. that are getting these green tax credits. Exactly, and it's such a winning issue because, like, conservatives should be the party of environment and nature, and liking the outdoors and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and wanting to be able to breathe the air and having clean water and that stuff. You know what? Make Joe Rogan the EPA guy. 
I'm serious because he's an avid lover of nature and an avid hunter. He's got the perfect balance. He loves the majesty of nature. It's like yeah, it's, Tucker Carlson. He'd never do it, but still, geez. Speaking of wind, should we talk about uh, wind bags? Nice transition, honey. Sorry Go about ahead. this. Senator Mitch McConnell froze up again today. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. That's oh. right. And he's frozen. He is frozen. He is somewhere else now. His Did you eyes. hear the question, Senator? That's Running for re-election in 2026? She's trying to jar him back. No, he's gone. Not great. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Damn. Senator. Sometimes calm people... Earn their paycheck. Why are they doing this to him? He's still stuck there at the podium. <sighs> now he doesn't know where the hell he is. Oh, now his mouth okay. is so deep. Somebody else have a question? Please oh, speak God. up. Take him off of there. I like have the same question about this that I have about Biden's. Like, who's forcing him to do this? It's so. Terrible. Maybe the Kentucky Republican no, Party. I, mean, I, I don't know. I get it. I get it. And I like. I understand that. But like, why? I just don't understand. And somebody sent me this story earlier today. Tommy New Hampshire actually said the same thing. Like, I just don't understand. Like, wouldn't you want in your old age to be like enjoying your life? Like, you want to be in Washington D.C. taking questions from hack reporters as your mind fades into oblivion? Like, that's where you want to be in like the last days of your life. Be or I don't even know that he's in the last days of his life. That's not fair to say. But, but yeah, he's in, the, the in the time of your life when you are on the decline and you have like less of your faculties, like that's where you want to be. There's a reason why people, normal people, retire. Yes. And in a lot of cases, retire like as early as they possibly can afford to. Right. Like, what is it about Washington, D.C. that's so great? I don't know. I mean, maybe because he still feels really relevant and important. Like, wow, the high of that kind of power just really must be so addictive because, I mean, like, these people just will not give up. Between yes. him and Dianne Feinstein and Biden, it's like... Wouldn't isn't there something else you would rather you be doing what? with your time? Right, and, like and, go home and sit in your garden and have the little butterflies and bees buzzing around you and read a book, lie in the hammock. I don't know. I mean, it. What what is so addictive about it? That's what I don't understand. I don't <laughs> like know. just go home. Like why do they keep running? Ugh. Jeez, it's terrible. I, yeah. It's terrible. Oh. And like, is it, I mean, is it partially the people around them and the party? And I, I, I don't know what, but like, for goodness sakes, it's just so awful. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. And it really makes our government so much worse that it's being run by these people that are like a yes. hundred years old and cannot function. Like, please, somebody take this man home. Like, it's the same thing, I think, when I see Biden, like, clearly losing it. I'm like, my God, doesn't this man's family care about him enough? Yes, uh, I know. To get it's, him it's out of here? I like, don't. It's very uncomfortable to me to watch it because it's like, who's putting this nice little old man out here? I mean, like, and I, I know the politicians are all like, they're not that nice. But, like, when they look so frail and old like that like it makes me feel sad for them i'm like who's yes, putting this little here. old man he out here out there. Obviously to like do this should. what is happening here like dc's a sick place but you know what it is? <laughs> people you know what it is? are sick you they're disgusting it's, 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 it's hollywood for ugly people like to say right i guess you so. never give up a chance of power or a chance to ascend in social climb etc so they're just craving it's Nothing awful matters. all that matters is like immediately you know, Kennedy gets shot one moment, the next moment. Okay, how do we spin this? How do we write books on this? How do we uh, make sure we can get the civil rights legislation passed? How do we do it? You know, these people are craving freaking people. Yeah, they're really the grossest people on the planet. And I like don't. It's. And if you try to, if you do something that um, uh, puts them off balance, then they'll come after you, which brings us to Wall Street Journal exclusive DOJ SEC investigate Tesla over a secret glass house project. Prosecutors investigating Tesla's use of funds on a project described internally as a house for Elon Musk. Man, this says classic, classic Fed. Uh, so this is the second DOJ thing they're coming after yes. Elon Musk for. The first was that they had the understanding from the federal government that they were not allowed to hire non-permanent residents of the United States to work because of the security clearances. So they didn't. And now they're being sued for discrimination. And now this. Two? Yes. Southern District of New York um, sought information about a personal about personal benefits paid to Musk, how much Tesla spent on the project, which called for a spacious glass structure to be built in the Austin, Texas area, and what it was for, the people said, internally known as Project 42, whether Musk was personally involved. Thank goodness that the Southern District's on Project 42. Things are going so yeah. well in New York. Yeah. The Southern District of New York really has nothing better to do than investigate glass houses in austin texas that's what they're spending their time yes. on new york is that nice and clean and fabulous and crime free that that's where we are it's incredible to me i and it really someone texted me today and said basically like you know maybe it's just that there's so many laws now that like yeah. it's basically just whatever the people in power whoever the people in power decide to go after and like what they decide oh, to go oh, after oh, them totally. for. There's no, there's no like, you know, people, you, you know, the law is applied equally to everybody. It's just, you know, and, and I think that the left is getting more brazen about it and Congress isn't going to do anything. They're going to sit there and go like, you know, th there's also, did you see there's like a Letitia James lawsuit against Trump for something to do with his business 
that he supposedly inflated the value of his assets years and years ago. And she's saying it shouldn't even have a trial because he's so obviously guilty or whatever. Like, what are we doing here? Hmm. Really? Really? I I mean, it's 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 like they're going to throw this old guy in jail for stuff that like is years and years and years old having to do with his business because they can't they're going to take him off the ballots arizona's looking at taking him off the ballot now not like that's an important swing state or anything mm-hmm. arizona's looking into taking him off the ballot they're going to take him off the ballots and they're going to throw him in jail because he pisses them off yes and republicans are going to sit there in congress and go we strongly disagree with this yeah, no, you're absolutely <laughs> They're right. They're going to, you know, subpoena some people and make them testify in Congress and say, this wasn't fair. And the left is going to go, okay. Right. And then investigate them, too. But By the way, um, I think it's Dr. Marty McCary, isn't he a doctor? But Marty McCary has a piece in Wall Street Journal. Biden waves through another COVID booster. He's certain that, certain that it works, but there's no data. Is this how we approve drugs now? President Biden declared last week that a new COVID booster shot works and is necessary. He said he would ask Congress to fund it and it will likely be recommended that everybody get it, no matter whether they've gotten it before. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he asks, is this our new drug system? Is this how we approve stuff? He said, um, he said the novel COVID booster shot should be warranted for some high-risk patients. But pushing it hard for young and old alike without human outcomes data makes a mockery of the scientific method in our regulatory process. But COVID worked for these Democrats, and they want to do it again. Mm-hmm. And to to make or force, if you're going to force American school kids to get a vaccine, this COVID vaccine, which it, it, Mehdi Hassan can say that COVID killed a bunch of kids as much as he wants to. No, not really. No, it didn't. Mm-hmm. Kids essentially were... Um, were uh, spared from the risks of COVID, unless they had other conditions. So, I mean, and even then, extremely rarely. Right. Much, much, much less than something, for example, like the flu, which like kids under five do, you know, not frequently, frequently in the civilized world, but somewhat frequently die of the flu, right? Mm-hmm. Versus COVID, where it's way, way, way rarer. And, you know, we are having like an uptick in COVID right now that you can see it in places where they track wastewater, like Boston tracks the wastewater data. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like already peaked. Right, but this also is wastewater like, is not people in hospitals. Exactly. It's not people so, in uh, right. body bags. Right, and I, I mean, I'm not saying like, we're getting to a point now where there we're going to have a covid season like we have a flu season and it's going to come and it's going to go and some extremely vulnerable people are going to be impacted by it but for the most part it's not going to be something that we're going to disrupt the world over mm-hmm. and like i was um a big believer in the first round of covid i mean dumb nursing home policies killed off like Ten percent of the nursing home population in the tri-state area. Like I, we knew people, um, our friends on who was in the nursing home near us when we lived in Melrose and and died of COVID in that first round. I think I had it in that first round, and that was not an illness you wanted to mess with. It is now mitigated. Mm-hmm. Like it is what everybody's either had it a bunch of times or been vaccinated and had it a bunch of times, and there's no more urgency to this. You can't do right. it. You're going to have to come up with something else. Yeah. And there's no way. There's no. Uh, Rob Schneider from SNL was putting around a pledge, saying no more masks, no more whatever. And I, I I agree with that. Just F off with that stuff. Just done. Done with your stupidity. I'm done with you being weak, neighbors, and are scared. 
That's your own effing problem. If you want to be a psycho, go, go into your house and hide in your house and be psychos. Just keep those lawn signs out so I know who you are. Because like our friend Bethany Mendel, I want to know so that my kids don't hang out with your kids. Um, uh, good news, Alice. The the Gadsden flag kid, remember mm -hmm. this? Want the flag. The reason we do not want the flag is due to its origins with the slavery and slave trade. Yes. Okay, so obviously that small brain is clueless, but that kid is now allowed to bring his Gadsden flag back into the school because um, the school is embarrassed, and rightfully mm -hmm. so. Although I did hear and was seeing that he's like, he was kind of on his own there. Like, he didn't have a lot of friends standing behind him or whatever. Like, he like ate lunch alone and stuff. All Which, right. like, that's the other risk, right? Yes. Is no, like absolutely. the social, like, they can let you back in the school, but if you're socially shunned from society, it's still going to impact you and your kids if you don't toe the line on this stuff. Oh, totally. Of course. So we've seen that. There's no yeah. doubt about that. I want to reel through a couple more things, though. Mm -hmm. um, Tucker with Adam Carolla, um, he said one thing he said was interesting is that the Democrats want war with Russia. That way they can keep power. Plausible as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and then this. What do you think? the future holds is it i don't know i mean are they going to let trump be president no of course i mean look if you know they protested him they called him names he won anyway they impeached him twice on ridiculous pretenses they fabricated a lot about what happened on january 6th in order to impeach him again it didn't work he came back. Then they indicted him. It didn't work. He became more popular. Then they indicted him three more times. And every single time his popularity rose. So if you begin with criticism, then you go to protest, then you go to impeachment. Now you go to indictment and, and none of them work. What's next? I mean, let, you know, graph it out, man. We're speeding toward assassination, obviously. And no one will say that. But I don't I don't know how you can't reach that conclusion. You know what I mean? Like. They have decided. I. I think that's a valid argument. Yeah, sure. And if you're someone who thinks that the CIA or whoever killed JFK, which a significant portion of the United States population believes, then like, yeah, why not Trump? Yes. Permanent Washington, both parties have decided that there's something about Trump that's that's so threatening to them, they just can't have him. I mean, they're putting him on trial in March of next year in the J6 case, which basically consists of trying to send him to prison for the rest of his life for complaining about the last election. That's literally what it is. Again, if this were happening in Moldova, the State Department would issue an all-hands-on-deck order to let the world know this is not a legitimate government. And yet... Our government is doing it. It's like it I, it's it's really it's hard to overstate how bad this is. And I'm not I, I don't I don't know where it's going, but there's a collision that's clearly imminent. And by the way, the president is senile in a way that's impossible to deny. Biden's not running the government, you know, so like I don't know. I've never been this worried about anything as I am about where this is going. Um. Yeah. I'm sure Corolla was like, oh, 
But, I know that there's not a lot of comedy there, but yeah, it, but it's true. Like, like I told you when we were away, when that um, Georgia indictment happened or whatever, and I said like it just made me sad, really, because it really does look like they'll put him in prison. It doesn't matter how legitimate it is if they can get a jury to do it, which in that area yep. they are likely going to be able to do, and you know there's no off ramp nobody has no. pardon power there no over that like what's gonna happen it's so bad it's so bad and like and and yeah i mean we do risk actual violence in this country over stuff like this if it keeps escalating in this way which it clearly is yes this is um what was the other thing that i saw the other news item um I don't know that what news item you saw. That seems like it would be the perfect thing to do if you were trying to um if you were trying to create a civil war. Um Um Sorry, I'm looking forward to I don't know what news story you're talking about. Um could we briefly talk about the um the women's sports stuff, the men and women's sports. Sure. Or you want to save that for another time? Because um, Martina, and you told me how to pronounce her name, but I don't know, Navratilova. Navratilova, Navratilova. Um, So a few years ago, she made a comment about men and women's sports, and people told her to educate herself, and she deleted her tweet about it and went to go educate herself. And she is back. She has educated herself on the issue, and she says it's not fair for men to play against women in sports. Yeah. Now that she's read up on testosterone and the advantages it gives men and like how it's obviously absurd the idea that you know the the whole the whole concept that you would have men in women's sports obviously it takes away opportunities for women in sports. Clearly. So, but I have and this happened a little while ago actually, but we never talked about it on here, but I have kind of um well, not a hypothetical even because this actually happened, but um, kind of an interesting um, question because a few weeks ago, the um, international like chess organization that regulates all the big chess tournaments and rankings and all that stuff, um, they have actually separated men and women's chess and said, if you're trans, <laughs> you can't play women's chess. So, which has made a bunch of people crazy obviously that you know that trans women can't play chess against biological women um but it's weird and and you know on the face of it it seems like it would that would be a less pressing issue than the sports because it's not physical competition but i mean results wise it's actually pretty similar men and women's brains actually are different of course. And the truth is that it's really like only a once in a generation female talent who can even like compete and be in the same room with the male chess talent. And and if you start allowing men to go play chess against women, you will absolutely remove the opportunities for women. There are open chess tournaments where men and women compete together and men generally almost always win them. Of course. Um, 
which seems non-obvious, but, you know, it's not just the physical. The testosterone also has an impact on your brain. Oh, Alice, you're getting dangerous. Well, no, but it's true. Men and women's brains are different. That's why men and women, like, tend to choose different careers overall and other things. You know, and, of course... There are exceptions to any rule. There are women who are very, very good at chess. I'm obviously not trying to deny that. But but the truth is that the same arguments in apply in terms of, like, you'll just have men winning every chess tournament. Right. Right. Which is going to be how And it's thing- not just because of how you raise the men and the women. Like, their brains are different, actually, though. You know? Woman hating woman. I don't hate women. I'm just saying. But I think that we would be foolish to believe that the the only differences between men and women that it only has to do with our physical bodies and not with our brains, which, by the way, are also part of our physical bodies. True. True. You know, that stuff is all like real and, and you're your mind and your body are connected to each other that um what i i'm sorry it was the wall street journal breaking news about um arizona and other states trying to throw trump off the ballot that that i was that i already covered yeah you already covered so that was what it is well done alice what is the hot sauce the hot sauce is the chelsea fire wicked hot sauce Mm, which brings us to what the chelsea fire wicked hotline where people can leave chat chat messages for the show all right are you ready i'm so ready Ooh, alice do I dare play those cups that I found? <laughs> no, you don't. What dare. are those from? I don't know what they're from, but I definitely didn't say that anyway. I was scared because you were on your radio show at the I time. I was scared you played that on the air. My, I God. found these cuts of Alice saying, "No, do no, don't play." I'm that. not going to play those. Those it's okay. but saying like very raunchy stuff. But you probably asked me to, and we probably weren't recording. I didn't I think assume, we were recording anything. Or maybe we. This is back when we were having a cocktail. Maybe we had had a cocktail, or maybe you were reading it, or maybe it was it was probably messing around. But ooh, Alice, my goodness! Reach out, fellas. No, I have Venmo. No, you're not doing that. Stop. You have my Venmo. We that's, share a Venmo. That's right. I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the Alice talking dirty. All this talk about back to school and school supplies oh. has me really worried that you both will pull a Kamala and start talking about your love of yellow school buses. Please, please, please don't go down that road. Our yellow school bus is our enemy here. It came barreling over our sidewalk a couple of years ago. Took out our mailbox. Took out our mailbox. The school said they would give us new mailboxes. Both uh, It it destroyed our neighbor's mailbox, our mailbox, and the mailbox stick that holds them. And (laughs) our neighbor has is... Equally as um, organized, disorganized as we are, so we've never gotten our new mailboxes. We just like, kind of duct taped our mangled mailboxes. It rains into our mailbox, <laughs> but which I was thinking about, like we like, should get organized and do that. I was, but I was thinking about like the mailman must love that. It saves him one step. He doesn't actually. Have to open didn't the door. we for a while? Didn't we at one point get they left us a little note about how our mailbox wasn't acceptable? Yes. It was not up to mailbox code. We've got a lot of notes from a lot of people. <laughs> Shocking how much trouble we're in in so many different ways. It really is. So many final notices and then more final notices. No more final notices. You see, the thing about the town trying to 
conscript me for the um, historical commission? Why do they want you on I, this? Maybe because I yapped about the Indian <laughs> sign where, look, we got to put in context that the colonists were really they bad. They don't want you. I don't think they want you on the historical Joining. Actually. Joining the commission. You, I'm sure me, you can get on. I mean, You were like, to call me commissioner, Those Thomas positions Shutter. are not paid and they are appointed. I'm sure you can well, get like on. Like everything it's else very, I do, it will not be. Um, it's very difficult to find monof- people to monetized. do all these positions in all these towns. So I'm going to be a commissioner soon. You I, will be calling me that if I am. <laughs> okay, I will. Okay, so Morgan said it's time to do some bong hits because everything is just crazy and nutso. He might have a good point. Everybody might need a bong hit. I'm not entirely sure what that means yet, but I think a lot of people actually know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I like that laugh. Um, yeah, Alice is not. Are you a huge weed person? I'm not. Would you have a weed phase? I, I mean, like, when I was young, I tried it and stuff with people, but it doesn't agree with me. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't go with my personality. Mm, yeah, I guess. It I gives could. me anxiety. I get paranoid. I'm like, and, uh, like, trust me, everyone's going to now sit, tell me that I haven't tried their special weed that's yeah. actually very relaxing and it's completely different. I've tried all the special weeds. There's no, it doesn't, it does not work for me. Yeah, it's generally it the same me, thing. It puts me in a very anxious place. You do not want me around. I'm extremely annoying. I like. This is I just day to day. Harsh now, everybody. Now talk about the bongs. <laughs> I, harsh everybody's mellow. I'm not like. It, you don't want me doing weed around you. It's not good. It, it's fine. Jeez. Buzzkill, Alex. No, I am. <laughs> it is a buzzkill. Yeah. It doesn't. It's It's no good. Yeah, no, I'm more of a Coke guy. Um, or in, No, you're too I'm not, I've never large done. to be a Coke guy. What is that supposed to mean? It's true. What does that mean? I also don't Chris do Farley Coke. was a Coke guy. I don't guy. do anything, really, except, I mean, well, I used to drink, but yeah. now I don't. So. D- ditto. Ditto. But, uh, yeah, no, no. I, I, tr- I tried, I, I put a lot of work in me to try to smoke. Uh, I smoked weed a lot before I ever got high. It just wasn't taking, and then I went out with friend of mine from Winchester, and he got the job done. It was cool to listen to the Beatles while baked. It was a teenager. Um, and then after I left, I went over to California, and I tried to get into smoking a lot of weed because there was a lot over there after I left high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but not my thing. I was always catatonic after I smoked. I'm Just Eastern European and Scottish were alcohol people. so that's... Yeah. I don't have that problem. So uh, Here we go. Tom, I think the waitress at the Fat Cactus was named Gina, and I remember that she was a complete dunce, but she was the most beautiful girl I have ever seen. And I remember back in my drinking days, I would ask her for a Crown Royal and ginger ale, and one time she brought me a glass of Crown Royal and a glass of ginger ale. And the Mexican food was absolutely hideous. She never got an order right for me and my buddies. But she was is this dropped a true dead. Story? I, is that gorgeous. true? You are one hundred percent correct. True? My I'm so I glad somebody else is like. I hope this is true. This is from the All You Can Eat podcast. The most recent episode of the All You Can Eat podcast, we talked about a dining experience that was the most fascinating dining experience we have ever had, uh, which was at the Fat Cactus on Route One, which is no more. And I mean, I hope that's true, Stephen Glosser. That that's like really that that really happened to you because I like. We've talked about this for years. Like, did we imagine that this happened? Because it was so weird. So I would love to have this validated. Like, I talked about this 
last night or was this last night i forgot anyway so i I think it was last night i was saying like you know i like want a the case style podcast uh, for somebody to like go and investigate what the deal was with that place and like how it was in business and what happened to it because i like want to know what what was going on there same here but in i would say the possibility oh my goodness actually did i believe a Oh, no, I have got a Yelp review. Did I actually? No, I didn't. I... Gina seems like exactly what her name would it be. It seems like it, that would be her name, yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she was... Is that true, Steve? We may have to have a further conversation about this. Because if the great Gina and we have... We I think have, we like need to do an investigative podcast of the Fat Cactus and solicit people's experiences there. One out of five stars. This is from 2015. Kristen from Marblehead. I really never leave reviews, but this one, the fact, cact- the fact but the fact, cactus is on another level. <laughs> First, snow and ice of the season two days ago, and they didn't plow or sand their lot. Walk from the car to the door on a sheet of ice. Strike one. Once inside, notice the space is half under renovation and looks completely different than the last time I was there a year ago. There were at least 20 huge TV sets lining the oversized bar. A few booths lined the size of the bar, but I really couldn't see beyond that. We really thought we walked into the wrong door. And there was a live country rock band advertising their site and the smell of fresh fajitas cooking. It was a sad sports bar. My husband and I uh, waited for someone to come over to seat us and waited and waited well over five minutes and nothing. One waiter walked by and wouldn't even make eye contact. Sounds right. I heard the bartender say, I'm sorry to two angry looking patrons who threw down some cash for their beers and took off. Strike three. Uh, They had a Groupon. Remember Groupon? Oh. Uh, Businesses had such a love-hate relationship with Groupon. The food was good, but I was not pleased with the experience here. Uh, new buffet in the middle of ambiance. Uh, my son ordered... Oh, here we go. My son ordered lemonade, which tasted no better than water with a lemon wedge in it. It sounds like Gina. The waitress's <laughs> reasoning was simply, oh, they must be low, without inquiring. She did, however, offer him cranberry juice. I, on the other <laughs> hand, ordered iced tea and was given sweetened iced tea, which I did not want. I asked for unsweetened tea, but they did not have any, so I switched to water. Most of the other places, um, however, I, I Groupon give my phone to the waitress to process, which was not a problem. However, she had to find a manager to process it and continued to wait on tables before doing so. She took so long, my phone locked up, and she had to come back, and I couldn't enter my password. That's great. Pamela, one out of six stars. One out of five stars. Uh, we were a party of three for lunch the other day, and this place has some of the worst Mexican food I've ever eaten or tried to eat. The salsa has chipotle or something in it, thick and brownish. We drank a pitcher of house margaritas and felt as if we had nothing at all to drink. Everything was tacky to the touch, tablecloths, etc. Our waitress was pleasant and perspiring. Maybe that's not her. I need to find out about this waitress. Uh, Lynn and, uh, IG and Lynn Mass, the worst food and service you can find in the area. One out of five stars. (laughs) It's like a legend. Should we be saving this for the food podcast, though? Oh, the, oh! see, there are like a lot of reviews on this. We need to investigate this. Yes, we do. We'll take this offline. Is it Gina from the Fat Cactus? I just get the feeling that, and I and I don't want to say this, and I hope that she's well and lovely because she was very beautiful and a sweet person. But I, Alice, have a, like a, I have a very haunting feeling that Gina could be the subject of a true crimes podcast. Hmm. Thoughts? Um, 
I don't know. That's like I say. I think there needs to be a podcast to know what was going Somebody, on at that place because it must be like it must have been like a front operation or something. Yes, yes. Something somebody, else. but somebody that because they were not in the restaurant that business. Clueless, I think, could end up um, <laughs> being the recipient of foul play. I'm not saying, and maybe I'm getting out of hand here, but wow, that is Steve. Is that true? That is a remarkable thing. Oh, that might be it actually for us. Let me just make sure here. Let me make sure here. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, we'll do this one more. I feel bad. I really wanted to bring a battling ram the last time we went down there to Cromwell. I don't think this time we could bring catalytic converters. Gotta <laughs> let me know, uh, Tom, if you figure out how to make that oscilloscope work with George Kelly, because if you haven't, you're going to have to have me take a look at it and see if you can make it work for you. Because you should be able to light it up and it goes, wee. There we go. I've got the oscilloscope still. I've tried. I'm not sure how to do it. It's George George Colley. We may actually be calling to meet us down in Cromwell. All you can eat. No, I know you can eat. Um, a week one eighty. That's Wednesday, September thirteenth, four to six p.m. And then we'll probably go out after that. If you guys, we are both going to be there. Yes. Why do you think that that uh, will pad the uh, results, Alice? If you mentioned that you, we're both going to be there. Um, I don't know. Is it not? Am I not supposed to say that? No, I want you to say it. I think it's lovely, but I think that you assume that people come just to see you. No, people want to see you, obviously. All right. That's what I like to hear. Um, just like people tune into the show to hear you. Everybody knows it's true. Um, chewing your chips. You, chewing your chips. Anyway, um, if you uh, want to watch us live uh, because you enjoy Tom's cute things that he says, then you can do that. They're not cute. They're profound, <laughs> oh, important sorry. things. Sorry. Um, then you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel where there's like lo- the live streams and you can get some extra content. Otherwise, for free, burnbarrelpodcast.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.